Hello and good afternoon to the City View Podcast. I'm Andy Sylvester from City AM. This is the, my last of the week before you're joined tomorrow for our tech special. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by Sam Colton. He's the Chief Financial Officer of Property Management Company, Released. And we'll talk about the state of the office market as life begins, at least, to return to some version of normal. First, though, some corporate headlines. And it's really all about the miners today in the City of London. We've had disappointing results, really, and warnings from BHP, Rio Tinto and Antofagasta over both today and yesterday, all of them just at the point they should be capitalising on the commodity boom. It's precisely the point at which it seems like production struggles are increasing. Tungsten West on the alt share also struggling today. Stateside, Twitter back in the news. Nobody necessarily missed it, but there we are. Elon Musk saying today, needless to say where else, but on Twitter, that he had raised the money to finance a potential takeover bid of Twitter. It will be a tender offer in which it goes to shareholders direct rather than to the board after they put in place a poison pill. This is going to run and run, one imagines. Close to home and Serena Williams and Lewis Hamilton have joined the what many people believe to be the leading bid for Chelsea FC, that run by Martin Brawley. We will see the results of the bidding process run by US investment bank Rain in the coming weeks to decide upon the future of West London's football club. That's all from me in terms of the corporate headlines, but there's plenty more to come when we're talking about London with our guest today. Sam Colton's Chief Financial Officer of Released, a very interesting company trying to do its bit to uh, bring the 21st century to property management. Sam, pleasure to have you on. Yeah, look, great to, great to be on the podcast. Really looking forward to this, to this discussion. Yeah, why don't we start? I see, before we get on to the discussion about the wider sector and what we're probably interested in and how we all start forecasting the future of this space. Why don't you give us the kind of elevator pitch of, of, of you and how you got involved in Released and what, what, what it was that appealed up to you about, about the company? Yeah, look, look, fantastic. Look, um, uh, my background, I, I was actually um, five years at KPMG in New Zealand um, and I, I turned up to London in 2014 and, and um, managed to land a, a fantastic role with... Um, Great Portland Estates or GPE, a um, you know blue chip mm. um, real estate investment trust here in London. Um, that's where I fell in love with real estate, or, or at least commercial real estate, um, and had, had a sort of got my tech journey underway after after GPE. Had a three years in a San Francisco based technology business, but. Um, knew I wanted to get back into commercial real estate and and I looked at the market and prop tech and I saw released as one of the players that were really going to, you know, it, we're, we're disrupting the sector. I knew that the sector was a little bit behind, well, not a little bit, quite a long way behind, mm-hmm. at least at that time in digitization and, and technology. Um, you know, a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of siloed data and information. And, and I saw our founder, CEO, Tom Wallace, doing some fabulous things and, and the company that he had built to that date um, was, was really the one I wanted to back. So, so that's why I'm, why I'm here and, and, and that's, you know, that's why the company's doing so well in the, in, in the space and helping our prospects and customers. Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing that's really interesting is um, <laughs> on the website as I was looking through, um, the kind of pitch was, you know, released is, is commercial property management software that makes life easier for property managers and owners. Not much of life has been easy for property managers and owners over the past couple of years, particularly um, as we all kind of grapple with the implications of anything from zero COVID to working from home to um, whatever else it might be. Incredibly interesting space to be in over the 
past mm. couple of years. What are your sort of reflections on it? I always find it interesting to ask, you know, what were you right about two years ago when you said, you know, this will definitely be the case in two years? And, and, and what, what's proved that maybe all those predictions that we all made at the start of this whole period, I'm deliberately not using the pandemic word because I'm just bored of mm. hearing it. Um, uh, you know, what, what, where, were you, where were you off? Because I was definitely off on more than a few things. Yeah, look, uh, I agree. I think what what if we if we go to today, I think what we have learned, and and all, frankly, I, I we we sort of knew at the time, but um, has been proven true is is commercial real estate's an incredibly resilient sector, where you had a lot of other sectors that were really being supported by governments, by their industry, um, you know, even customers to an extent um, through the pandemic. I I genuinely felt that that real estate, commercial real estate, particularly. Was, was very much left behind. Um, mm. You know, I spoke to folks in the space in the early days, March, April, and the the theme was like, what what is really scary is this, you know, this 2,000-year-old lease document that we've all relied on for so long was just shredded overnight. Mm. Um, you know, we never saw that happening. And, and like, you know, the, the, um, the tenant-landlord relationship was, was really turned on its head. Um, now, what we have seen is, is I think most of the time, landlords taking um, taking full ownership and really working with their tenants and owning the the relationship um, head on, rather than sort of waiting for tenants to come and try and negotiate. Mm. And and what I've seen is that's absolutely worked. Um, versus you know trying to to um, to do do it the other way around and, and really haggle with tenants and make them pay and, and do all of this sort of thing. I think the landlords that we've um, we've seen do be very successful. I mean, we we rent five offices globally. Every single landlord was we, they just regeared our leases. Hey, look, we'll do X, Y, and Z for you in the early days, but how about we get another couple of years on the lease, right? Mm. So, um, you know, sort of a, a quid pro quo for everyone. But look, going back to my first point, I think you know was really scary in those early days. Like, what is going to happen? Um, you know, how is how is any sector going to survive this, right? But when you've got a sector that relies on people coming into the city, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, both from a retail and an office standpoint, and all of those people have driven out of the city because of the lockdowns, it was it was really scary. But, um, you know, two years on, um, you know, one of the predictions we made at the time, which I think has rung true and even faster, is that, um, flex is going to stay. It was happening in 2019. It was a catchword. It was like, hey, that's a nice to have. You had the British lands and the Great Portland's Landsec. They were starting to kick off their programs, but mm. very small rates. Very different today. I, I think everyone realizes that flex and, and, um, and, and high quality office space is super important. Tenants are now being called customers, right? <laughs> it's not this financial transaction that lasts 20 years. Um, so a lot of that was was actually already happened, but um, what I probably didn't predict was the the speed at which it was change. It would change, you know, um, which which is I think is actually exciting. I think it's it's helped the industry, um, and particularly from a digital digitization standpoint, um, really move into the into the to, to the new world. Yeah, I mean that's something that's been true across a lot of industries that maybe were a bit slow to digitize. And I say this working in, you know, the, the media um, and the way we do things, you know, being forced into certain circumstances definitely moved you further along a journey that perhaps was always a, a sort of something you were thinking about that you were going to do when time allowed. And actually suddenly there wasn't much time to do it and you, you just had to go away with it and, 
and not make perfect the enemy of the good. Um, let's talk about that that resilience point and and I guess where we are now two years later. Um, you are the people who who are on the ground, right? What what's the the feeling in the in the environment now, particularly in in London? I guess. Look, um, you know, it's been it's been super interesting, right? Like I think in the um, in the early days, as I said, very uncertain. Um, but you know, I've been I'm a huge proponent for an office working, and and I get the the hybrid situation that's arisen, and I think it work it can work. Um, but I have been back in the office since April last year, and, and trying to be back in as often as possible. We're in Holborn here, and and gosh, it was it was quite scary even at that point. This is April twenty one. Mm. Um, and it was it, there was just nothing open. Um, there are a couple of folks, a couple of business suits walking around. But what was really cool to see is just over that time, um, the city region, you know, really start to bubble up, um, and, and uh, gradually people just were coming back into the office. You could. Um, you, you, you got this um, anecdotal data um, when you went out for lunch of, mm. of how people were returning to office. And then it was really September that it was a bit of a bang, right? Yes, we had the Omicron kind of blip in, in, in November, December, which was quite depressing, to be honest, because we were, we were talking internally about the, the bounce back, things are coming. And then all of a sudden we had, you know, the, a lot of people had, that had returned had started going home again because of this mm. uncertainty of Omicron. Bring January through to now. I, you know, I frankly, it's anecdotal. I have not seen th- these areas of the city so busy. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I think it's the the you know Thursdays are, are particularly busy. Um, you know, so it's, it's a very very busy day. Um, and look, I think six months on, people, what we're realizing, people want to be in the office. They want to be around people. They want to be back around their their cafes in the city that they don't get out and at, at home. Um, so look, I, like I'm I'm really pleased to see what's what's going on, and and I think that has been proved. You know, in 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 2020, there was this argument which I didn't buy into, nor did you know a lot of the industry that oh well we're we're all going to stay at home and work from home forever. But I just don't see that playing out. No, that's certainly. Uh, I mean, I can I can assure you, you weren't the only people who found that Omicron uh, burst rather depressing as a free newspaper handed out to commuters um, in yeah. the morning. I can assure you that um, there are a few things in my office that got rearranged quite quickly that afternoon when uh, when we were all told to go back home. But um, how I guess the last question is how then is the is the sector responding to that? You kind of alluded to it earlier with that flex space, but is it just about bringing this together into a more coherent relationship between landlord and tenant that was formed out of the kind of the real tough period of the the pandemic? And actually that's making life a lot more easy going forward to have those open conversations about, well, we might need to scale, we might need some more space, we might need less space. Are those conversations just a bit easier now? Yeah, look, arguably, you know, could we argue that that, that landlords, property managers should have been doing this pre, pre the pandemic? I think long-term 20-year leases made it easier for them to kind of sign those leases up, job done, lock and leave, and we'll see you in, you know, at rent review. Um you know what we're what what we're seeing and hearing in the market is actually this 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 better relationship tenants as customers. You can actually extract more value over the long term, offer better space, better amenities. Um, you know, restructure contracts. Um, so yeah, look, I, I just I do think it opens up that conversation for a much better. Um, relationship, you know, landlords are now seeing themselves as account managers and really looking after that. That because well, they have to, right? Like mm. you're going to be signing up to 
you know, instead of signing the, you know, even five-year leases, you're probably looking at a five-year lease with a two-year break potentially. Um, you want to nurture that customer or the tenant um, to make sure that they don't break at two years. And also having those conversations, I mean, us, you know, us here in London, I didn't. I wouldn't have thought of this a year ago, but we're already starting to burst at the seams in the London office, and we want to be speaking to our landlord about expansion. Mm. Um, you know, where can we expand to in the same building? If they got another building down the road, um, so look, that's yeah, absolutely. I, I think. Um, it, I think it's an exciting time for the industry. Um, I think tenants are going to get. There is definitely a flight to quality, right? Yeah, like I was gonna tenants ask, are, actually, yeah, that was. Go, I, I promised you it'd be my last question, but my actual last question is: How yeah. important now is it that that you know these spaces are nice you know in a world in which we've all you know we've all seen a world without work presumably now people are looking for a, an office space that is as nice as it possibly can be just something to to work in isn't going to be good enough anymore absolutely it has to be i think particularly in certain sectors um and even in the the more traditional sectors you've got a youth a a, 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 a huge amount of youth um out there um uh you know the, the 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 talent market is super tight at the moment um you know it's running really hot and what they're asking for um what they want to see if they're coming into the office is a destination somewhere that's fun like you know obviously they want to come in and work but they want it to be vibrant and a, and a great place to come and work um and it's not about foosball tables and beanbags and things like that it's it's really about having a a, a unique office environment that has good Good kit, good space, um, you know, good light. All of the all of the, the the things that should really ring true in any office environment, but haven't in in um, uh, historically, right? Mm. Um, so you look at is it, and but but the space has to be top notch, um, and um, and and tenants are out, you know, are out there looking for really high quality space to, to be able to bring their staff into if they if they're going to attract their staff back into the office. Um, so yeah, look, I, I do think there will be a flight to quality, which also means that. You know, and, and like we haven't talked about it, it's probably another conversation. But when you layer an ESG here, mm. those secondary spaces are inevitably, for two reasons, going to have to upgrade, right, for ESG, yeah. but for, for to make sure that they can actually lease them out. Yeah, no, that's true indeed. Yes, yeah, as, um, as both rules change and also people's sentiments change, I guess together, um, a sort of force for for force for change. Sam, I have a feeling we could talk for a while longer, but we'll have to leave it there for now. Thanks so much for joining us. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Sam. That was Sam Coulson. He's Chief Financial Officer at Released. That's all from me this week. I'm off to enjoy the sunshine once we put this paper to bed. Tomorrow you'll be joined by our crack team of tech and crypto wizards. And in the meantime, I'll see you on Monday. <laughs>